Welcome to a podcast designed to bring biblical encouragement to your weary soul. We are so glad you're listening, and we pray God blesses you and strengthens you in your walk with Him. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is brought to you by the cooperative efforts of Sweet Sela Ministries and Word Radio. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments podcast. This is episode 101, Practicing Patience. I am not sure I even want to talk about this one, Sharon. (laughs) You know how they say, don't pray for patience or God will give you plenty of opportunities to practice it. Well, when my friend Jenny and I used to do moms in prayer together when we were homeschooling, we would joke and say, let's pray for endurance instead of patience because that one's a little easier. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Because patience is hard. (laughs) It is hard. I totally agree. And I am not naturally a patient person. I tend to move quickly, think quickly, and it's really hard to slow myself down sometimes. Mm. So here are my confessions. (laughs) The situations where I have realized frequently that I'm not yet perfected in patience. Mm. Number one, when I try to make a simple phone call to a major corporation (laughs) and I get bounced around the system pushing buttons. Oh, it is annoying. Oh, man. And every, like, they give you three options. Mm-hmm. None of the options are the options I need. No. So then I start saying, operator, operator. Yes. And person. sometimes the operator <laughs> comes, and sometimes I have to keep going through the buttons. Yeah. And then when I finally do get a person, I have to remember that it is not personally their fault <laughs> yes. that I spend 15 minutes pushing the buttons incorrectly, right? right? <laughs> and be nice to them. So that's number one. Number two, when I'm in a hurry and the traffic is slow. Mm. And usually I'm in a hurry because I waited too long to go someplace. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. So I'm irritated at all these cars who have done nothing to hurt me. (laughs) And it's really my own fault. So, And then the third one, I get so irritated when I cannot open a pill jar or a jam lid. Yes, it's It's so annoying. I am a (laughs) grown-up. How Where are my muscles? <laughs> How about you? Where are you? Um, oh. Where do you struggle in this area of patience? <laughs> well, now I'm cringing a little bit because on top of my at least three that I wrote, I'm also empathizing with the three you mentioned. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Right now, my six-year-old has is in the process of mastering the art of tying her shoe. And in great detail, she shows me and tells me in super slow motion as we're running out the door, oh. always just a wee bit behind, how to tie her shoe. And I'm like. Can I do it? Can I just do it for you? We got to go. <laughs> That's hard. Yes. <laughs> also, traffic gets me too. Um, we live on a dirt road and every once in a while, someone who's never been on a dirt road will be in front of me going 10 miles an hour and going around every little bump like it's going to destroy their car. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's not fun. And then waiting in line is the worst. Oh, it drives yes. me crazy. I hate standing like and waiting. It does. I'm yeah. wasting time. It could be doing all these things. Uh-huh. And I think that's why I don't I don't think I would enjoy Disneyland. I could not wait for three hours for a ride. It'd it have to be, be worth it. the ride of my life. And it'd have to give me like a gold bracelet at the end for it to be worth <laughs> the three hours of my life. So mm-hmm. clearly I could use a good dose of, oh, I hate to say it, but patience. Patience. <laughs> yep, exactly. And I'm bonding with you over yours as well. Absolutely. To get to the point where we receive what is yes because that's really what patience is receiving what is without yeah. kicking against the goads as the bible <laughs> says i'm awfully glad it's a fruit of the spirit because only god can help us get better at this yeah and we need to ask him we do we need to ask him jesus help me be a patient person mm. impatience leads to anger and bad decision making and 
spilled coffee grounds. I yes. remember the day that I was in a hurry and I don't know, the coffee wasn't doing what I wanted. And, and because of my impatience, I spilled coffee grounds. They're really tiny, you know, yes. everywhere. Oh. <laughs> and so then I just wasted more time because right. my impatience had, had caused the trouble. So. It very often works in our, it very, it doesn't very often work in our favor to be no. impatient. No, it does not. Hardly ever. It does not. <laughs> One of the most patient people I've ever known was Ray's father. Dad Gamble. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think it's partially because he had polio as a child. He spent Mm. his kindergarten year in bed. Oh, my goodness. And they had to massage his leg every day. It really affected his leg. Right. um, Particularly. And, you know, it was a busy family. There were seven kids. Oh, my word. So he spent a lot of time alone. Yeah. And nobody could be with him all the time. Hmm. And I think he learned early on, I have to wait. Yeah. So he would say to me, I don't know why people are in such a hurry, honey. I don't know why people are in such a hurry. If they just slow down, life would go better for them. And sure enough. He's not wrong. He was right. Yeah. Yeah. The Amish have a saying, the hurrier I go, the behinder I get. Oh, gosh. I need to sew that into a that pillow. That is... <laughs> I need to sew it slowly onto a pillow yes, so it goes into my brain. Sew it slowly. <laughs> the hurrier I go, the behinder I get. Mm. Sometimes the most important thing we can do is slow down. That's so true. I know. My grandmother was a very patient woman as well. She taught me how to knit and sew and garden, and she just never seemed to be in a hurry. She'd sit with me and take out my little row of messed up stitches and show me again. I was little, and I wanted to learn all this. She was so patient with me. Uh Uh I love that. I want that. I want that, too. (laughs) People talk to you more if they don't think you're looking at your watch in a hurry, too. Right. You know, some of the deeper conversations you have with your kids that I have with Ray. Sure come because we we're quiet yeah we're not rushing yeah well they feel like there's space and that they're important and we want to hear them for not oh i gotta go my next thing on my list see you later you got five minutes yeah right Right? it doesn't work well so (laughs) well sharon let's look at what the bible has to say about patience next then (laughs) good girl nicole (laughs) there's some amazing examples of patience in there and the most famous example of course was job We even have that expression that someone has the patience of Job in our English language. Job endured so, so much, and yet held on to his faith and endured it. So let me read just a short passage to give the heart of it. So Job Job 1, 8 through 22. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has good reasons to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, you may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's house with this news. Your oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabians raided us, they stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all the shepherds. I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, a third messenger arrived with this news. Three bands of Chaldean raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. 
Your sons and daughters were feasting in their oldest brother's home. Suddenly a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed and all your children are dead. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. Job stood up and tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb and I'll be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. Ugh. I Every time it, that is read, it doesn't matter how many times I read it, I'm like, what? How? Yes. <laughs> wow. How? You yeah. know, sometimes you do have a Job period of time, but I don't think anybody, goodness. To this extent. To this extent. Oh, and his and, children. I mean, yeah, everything the man everything. owned. In an instant, before the first messenger could finish telling him the bad and news. The next one comes. It's just yeah, insane. Talk about bam, 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 yeah. bam, over and over again. And yet, the key to this whole thing is Job's response. I came naked from my mother's womb, and I will be mm. naked when I leave. He did not cling to possessions or yeah. title or even family. Oh, I know. I know. That's so yeah, hard. that's the one. That it's like, okay, take away my Take house. my sheep, take yeah. my camels, but yeah. not my babies. Not my babies. Oh, yeah. Although so if you hard. take away all my possessions, it hurts my babies, so no. that's hard too. Yeah. <laughs> but not the same as not having your babies. Yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like he just had this attitude. It's one reason he was called blameless. Right. Um, that, you know, I'm God's. Yeah. And what matters is him. And mm. whether I have a lot, it's kind of like, you know what? Paul says this in Philippians. Mm. I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therein to be content. Yeah. King James Version. That's what I, I remember. Know. Therefore, yeah. You know, basically, <laughs> you know, it, whether I have a lot or a little, mm. my, my self-esteem, my feeling of worth comes only from being God's. Right, and in that Nothing way, it else. never will be shaken. If right. we've learned to live with little, learned to live with a lot, we can go between either one as God deems appropriate. Right. Because he did give it to us, and he can take he it can away. He can take it away. And, and I think we need to remember that second part, you oh, know? We do. And bless his name. Blessed be the ah, name of the Lord yeah. when he does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so tough fun. <laughs> that is. That is. That's faith under trial. Absolutely. That's why Job got his whole book. Right. Because <laughs> 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 got a whole book. Most Job of did good. there. No. <laughs> But it does make me remember that, you know, when I'm super happy in my comfy house, yeah. and, and I am, and yeah. I'm grateful. I think it's fine to be grateful for my beautiful oh, yeah. little ranch house that I love so much. I have to remember, but my security can't be there. Right. And I love my Ray, but my security can't be there. Right. There's only one rock. Mm. And it's Jesus. Yep. And everything else could fall apart and fall away. And God would still be good. And God would still love me. And I would still have a happy forever after in heaven. Yes. So that's yep. where the heart of it has to be. Mm. So, wow. But he was patient. He Job. was. He endured it all. And he and he stayed the course with God. He did. Never right to the end. God. No. Yeah. So, okay. Good job, Job. Okay. So <laughs> another great example is Abraham. He was told to leave all he knows and follow God. So I'm going to read Genesis 12, 1 through 9. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. <laughs> so Abram departed as the Lord had instructed and lot with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. <laughs> Spring chicken. <laughs> oh, I know. Makes me feel downright young at 65. Right. <laughs> he took his wife, Sarai, 
because she wasn't Sarah yet, Mm -hmm. his nephew Lot and all his wealth, his livestock and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran and headed for the land of Canaan. Mm -hmm. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the Oak of Moreh. At that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanites. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abram (laughs) built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. After that, Abram traveled south and set up camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated it to the Lord and he worshiped the Lord. Then Abram continued traveling south by stages toward the Negev. Hmm. Okay, so he's lived all his life in one place till he's 75. Yeah. And God says, uh, go. First of all, you're going to have kids. You're going to have descendants and go where I send you. And then he wanders about. Isn't that wild? And he patiently did what God said and just went and went and went and built altars all over the place. I love that because oh, I love this part where he, he built the, the Lord appeared to him and said, I will give this land to your descendants. Abraham built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord. He didn't go, well, well kids, I'm 75. Where yeah. are my kids? Come like, on, Lord. Um, yeah. Hold on. Am I missing something? And the fact that I feel like our the American dream and kind of what we all aspire for is to like do these things in succession and steps, like get right. the house, get the kids, have mm-hmm. kids, you know, settle into a nice cozy house and then retire, live off what you've accumulated for retirement wealth and just take it easy. Right. He, I, I'm assuming he's kind of getting to that spot. He left a beautiful, cushy home. He sure did. God's like, he oh. He lived in tents for the rest of his life. Yeah. He went back. Backwards, countercultural, counterintuitive. God pulled him backwards from what we think we should be doing. <laughs> yes, and and it doesn't sound like he was impatient with God till. No, I mean Sarah was one that got kind of impatient. And, yeah, and that's why they had Ishmael. But Ab- right. Abraham just waited. Yes, I just I love that. Like I'll give this land to your descendants. <laughs> he didn't say. I'd be like God. What kids? Yeah. I have no children. Seventy five. Where are my yeah. babies? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so he had good patience. Too. Yeah, <laughs> Jacob, for instance, that you know, he worked seven years to marry Rachel. Which which is oh, yeah. a lot of time. When you're and then love. he gets tricked into marrying <laughs> Leah, so he has to work another seven years yeah. for Rachel. But he did it because he mm-hmm. loved her. So patience there too. Oh, yeah. And then both David in the Psalms and his son Solomon in his writings, they both have a lot to say about patience too. You know, it honestly is better to slow down and live with what is actually happening instead of stamping our feet and trying to make things happen when they clearly won't. <laughs> Yes, it is. (laughs) So here's a few verses to drive home this point. I really need to listen to these verses. So Proverbs 15, 18. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 16, 32 says, Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. And then Psalm 37, 7 through 9 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. And then last, I'll read Ecclesiastes 7, verse 8. Better is the end of a thing than its beginning, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. These are so good. I love that two of them say it's better to be slow to anger. Mm. You know, anger gives you that adrenaline rush, mm-hmm. so you feel like you have to do something. Yes. You've got all this like energy pounding through you, 
And yet the wise person slows it down right mm. there. I, I wish I'd learned this years ago because I was so quick with my tongue. Mm-hmm. I would give in to that anger and I would say things that then I had to go back and repair damage right. to over and over again. One of the saddest homeschool days of the Gamble <laughs> family homeschool life. Back when we were in Germany, Ray was at the Persian Gulf War yeah. and I had Catherine and Mary at home. And so I was, you know, the a single parent, basically. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. work with me all the time. <laughs> and I love my children, but I just I remember like those days. Grown-up yeah. time, right? Yes. And I was homeschooling to boot, so they didn't even go away to school. They mm. were with me all the time. <laughs> so I had been given an invitation from some friends to go out to lunch. Oh, nice. And I really wanted to go. But I was also pretty rigid about homeschool. I had to get the <laughs> yes. homeschool done first, right. you know, because in my mind, if I'm going to homeschool, they have to do You're it. going to do it right. well, yes. So, and at that point, I was pretty non-negotiable about it. So inevitably, when you want your children to go quickly. Oh, my goodness. They do the you know exact where I'm going with this. Opposite. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I want to go to dinner. I'm going to have to cancel the lunch if you are not quick. Right, right. right. So poor Catherine gets so freaked out by the fact that I'm pushing her and pushing her that she tries to go too fast. Yeah. Right? And um, she's a straight-A student. She was a valedictorian of her high school class. She's brilliant. She has a master's degree. Yeah. But that particular day, she could not do the work because her mother was breathing down her neck. <laughs> and so she, um, she got everything wrong in her spelling test, and it was oh, really slow, yeah. which is not Catherine. Yeah. And I lost it. Mm-hmm. I put a big red F across that page <laughs> i told her how terrible her spell i did everything wrong oh yeah everything yep. wrong everything you should never do i laugh because i've been there oh, oh i know oh, it's like awful. oh why? we still talk about the day of the f because she got a's <laughs> mary and she that got one a's. time Catherine mary got an f did terribly too you know they oh. both did terribly because i was impatient yes and then i made it worse by shouting at them and then of course i had to cancel the lunch because i had to undo the damage I had just then done. you have traumatized crying children. It's like, oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> no I can't. I can't. Yeah. So, served me right. You so, know, that's so interesting. Anger. If I'd been slow to anger, yeah. it's so much better. It feels like, with that warning to be slow to anger, wrapped up with this patience, that patience is the beginning of anger. In, impatient is the beginning of yes, anger. Yes, that's a good My way goodness, to that's a, it does escalate. Because yeah. where else can it go right. if we're impatient? Right. It's not going right. to go anywhere good. Nope it blossoms to we're trying to force something that isn't meant to be. And in that mm-hmm. forcing, we cause mm-hmm. chaos around us too. We sure do. And we hurt the ones we love. We do. We oh. absolutely hurt the ones Because we I love. find when I'm impatient and forcing things that I mm-hmm. want to go the way I want to go, mm-hmm. I say things and I get nitpicky over things I normally would not exactly. do. Like, yeah. how come you didn't put this on? Like, it doesn't matter if their socks on no, backwards, but when I'm impatient, ever. suddenly it's the end of the world. My child right. can't put her socks on right. right. And right. it's like, where did yeah. that come from? Yeah. I love that thought, that impatience is a warning that you're getting angry and mm. you need to slow down and yeah. get patience instead. Yep. That, so slow to anger is so important. It and is. when anger comes, <clears throat> we got to deal with it, of course, but, yeah. but not by spotting off the first things out of our heads <laughs> or, or you have an F day and yeah. those are terrible days. Those are terrible they days. Are terrible <laughs> and that they're not days. easily erased. And no, thank the Lord not. that he uses these things and they yes. become jokes later on. I know. And but my, <laughs> girl, my girls forgave me. Children are such sweet forgivers. They are. They they're really so are. good. They're so gracious, so gracious to us. I'm so grateful for them. <laughs> 
there's a lot of forgiving impatient stories that, you know are wrapped up in homeschooling too there was a we had a notorious day when I was a girl being yeah. homeschooled yeah. where my mom had just had it and she threw an eraser at us <laughs> Never, yep, yep, poor yep. mom will never live down. Remember that time you threw an eraser at my head? She's like, you ducked. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want to see your mom has a better reaction. I'm like, don't talk to me about yesterday. <laughs> I know. I still feel oh, mortified it's so by funny. It. Oh, my goodness. So anyways, Solomon and David have it right. Patience yes. is so important. It is. It just is. So now we're going to get practical again. <laughs> I love this. I love how we take the second part and say, okay, well, all right, now what do we do with this? Right. So, this is all great. How do we use it in real life? Right. <laughs> right. So patience with God, family, Christians, and non-Christians, mm. starting with God. Okay. Mm. So patience with God. I, for me anyways, my patience with God comes when I pray for something and I, you know, if it's a straight no, you know, I can get over it. You right. Know, Please let it be a sunny day and it's right. pouring rain. Okay. Well, well that's I guess a no. not. <laughs> right. I guess the farmer was praying for rain and you know, he won. <laughs> so, um, but when I'm praying for like a loved one to come to know Jesus right. or somebody to change a behavior and it just doesn't seem to be doing anything, mm-hmm. it. I have to be patient knowing God is at work, mm. but he is so gentle, yeah. and he knows them better than I do, and he's not going to make robots out of them. They get to choose. So I have had to practice patience over the years, praying for people, mm. trusting that even when I see nothing, when I pray, God is moving in ways I just can't see yet. Yeah. So that's mine. How about you in patience with God? <laughs> Kind of similar. I think also when I sit down to do quiet time with God, it's like, okay, I'm here. I'm ready. Pour on the goodness. Feel me feel the love and the patience, the kindness, the goodness. And it doesn't come so quick sometimes. (laughs) And do it in five minutes. Right, like, got to have six and a half minutes before I have to go about my day. Like, just give it to me, God. Give me all the goodness. And then it's like, I don't feel it. So for me, patience with God is being still long enough for him to do the work in my heart. And when I'm praying for bad things to stop or sickness to go away or pain to go away, to realize that, like you said, he is working behind the scenes and not at the pace I would choose and not at the outcome, that instant that I want, Uh but patience knowing that he's got this, he knows the big picture, and it's not just me he's working in through the situation. There's other people he's also working through at different places, Uh and I need to be patient with God as he works. Yes. And trusting. <laughs> and yeah, trusting. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, family requires a ton of patience. Sometimes, we could be on this one for a while. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to be patient with strangers that you don't live with, right? Then, yes, it and is. As I was thinking about Ray and me as a couple, we are we have very different interests. We just do. Ray loves <laughs> tanks. He loves to play this game called Armored Warfare and another one called World of Tanks, where tanks fight tanks. And <laughs> I love you it. know, I don't find that particularly interesting. But then I love people. Yeah. And I want to talk about my team day and I want to talk about Nicole and I on the podcast taping mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And um, the best and kindest thing we can do for each other is patiently listen to the other. And we've both Mm. learned to do that. I've learned to understand the tank battles. Thank you very much. (laughs) And I can find out what level he's at and discuss that with him, right? (laughs) And he takes our prayer sheet. We have a you know weekly prayer sheet and a monthly yeah. prayer sheet. He uses it every day. And then he makes himself remember to ask me oh. about whatever's happening. Like today That's he so prayed sweet. for our podcast. Yeah. So Aww. on our walk today, uh, he will 
he'll he'll have a pause mm-hmm. and I'll know he'll Rolodex through his mind. Yes. What was I praying <laughs> was about I today? To so I can ask Sharon and right. then I need to pay attention when she talks about it. Right. And listen patiently yeah. to Sharon burble yeah. about my podcast time. <laughs> so, but that's offering patience to each other and letting each other ramble for a bit. Oh, yeah. So that's ours. How about you? How do you work that's with okay. patience in your home? <laughs> um, it's similar with Josh. We do have a different interest in learning to love tractors. Tractors yes, and tanks tractors. are sweet yes. men, tractors and tanks. But there is, you know, that slowing down and, and actually listening. Because sometimes you don't want to ask, like, oh, I don't really want to hear about it. But you know what? Hey, tell me about this tractor. Like, how did you learn about it? What, what does this implement here do? I know the word implement now, so I feel, feel pretty fancy. I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> and then him listening to me talk about Sweet Zilla and puppies and the kids day and actually listening. It does. It really does come back to you when you put a little it effort does. into patience. It does. Um, and then for the children, making allowance for their mistakes. I think yes. knowing that they're going to tie their shoe incredibly slowly or talk to me about something that, you know, at the worst possible time, <laughs> like yes. the big, the big long dream when you're trying to get ready in the morning. The dreams. I had that too. Oh, they the dreams. Every detail of the Yes. Dream. Like you have That's such long thing. dreams. It is interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We had three this morning. I'm like, oh, you all had big dreams. Okay. <laughs> in the car. Oh, you're you're tell me the in the car. Yes. So just being, giving myself like a cocaine call, you're going to have to make space for this today because it's going to happen. Just expecting it to happen. Yes. It does make it a little bit like, okay, Mm -hmm. this was an interruption Mm -hmm. that I prayed about and I'm expecting. Mm -hmm. So I'm more patient with it. Exactly. And that's why we can't fill our days, fill our days, fill our days, chock full. (laughs) Yes. Because we have to allow for the patient times where we, we want to slow down and listen because you sure want those kids to be talking to you as teenagers, right? Yes. And I sure want a good relationship with my Ray all my life. After your kiddos are gone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it involves so listening important. to those kind of boring dreams now. Absolutely. <laughs> it just does. You're yes. Right. You're right. And then a church with Christians. The interesting thing about, you know, going to churches, you don't get to, unless you're a very bad church, you don't get to choose <laughs> the kind of people that are there. Right. I mean, I suppose in some very bad churches where you only allow certain people to belong that are like you, that right. might be different. But that's not church. Mm-mm. Church is welcoming people that are in all ages and stages and conditions. Yeah. From the lady shaking with the drug addiction. Right. Right? Everybody. Mm. So um, you that means I, and you and I, rub shoulders with people that are not like us, mm-hmm. who are going to talk about subjects that don't necessarily interest us, right. who are going to choose to run a meeting in ways that we feel are highly inefficient. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And in all those cases, the fruit of the spirit of patience blesses mm. someone else. It's a way to show love. Love is patient. Mm. Love makes allowances for people that are different and lets them be them. Yeah. So that's, you got anything else? I mean, that's the church thing for me. It's hard to be, it's, it's hard to be patient with Christians sometimes because like, I think we're harsh with ourselves and harsh okay. with them. Like, oh, you should more. be, you should have gotten this by now. Yeah, you accepted Jesus in your heart. Like, you just, you're good. You should be there. And we're not. We're all in different, different, like, um, I love how they describe it, like different um, grades in school. Mm-hmm. I could be in kindergarten. You could be in fourth grade, mm-hmm. but be patient sometimes with me. Sometimes you get sent back to preschool. <laughs> Stay back in preschool a couple of years. Yeah. But we have to be patient with where we all we yes, are all we out do. with our walk with we God. Do. And that's loving. It is. That's so loving. So and that's what makes people feel comfortable at church. Right. Which we want to be a welcoming, safe place. Yes. Yeah. So and last of all, non Christians. Well, mm. 
for example, witnessing to non-Christians takes time. You yeah. know, you you can't be impatient and why didn't you accept Jesus? I told you about him, <laughs> right? Um, you just have to love them as they are. Yeah, you know, and receive receive them with all their quirks as well. I yeah. think a lot of <clears throat> loving patience is um, not demanding that people fit our idea of you know, the most efficient and the most like us that they can be. Right, right. right. You gotta let them be them. Yeah. And I think what has been huge for me lately with being patient with non-believers is the realization that they don't, they don't know any better. They Mm -hmm. don't have Jesus inside of them. Like Mm -hmm. I'm no better than them. I have the Holy Spirit that prompts me to choose the right thing. That prompts Mm -hmm. me to love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Without him, I'm no different than them. So to be patient with them because they don't have the option to choose that. They they can't be patient because of the Holy Spirit. They don't have him. They don't have him. Yeah. I found this um, patience thing on a plane to be interesting too. Sometimes, you know, because I do quite a lot of flying around. um, (laughs) Sometimes, you know, the plane stops and, you know, you need to get out. Yeah. And for whatever reason, the door doesn't open for 25 minutes. I know. That's the worst. You just want to get off at that point. (laughs) And and then praying for that fruit of the Spirit. Lord, help me to just receive what is. Mm. I can't make that door open. The airline people have a reason. I don't know what it is. And what a good example because right. everyone gets a little testy after yeah, a long flight. I just want to get off. Yeah, get a little claustrophobic. Yeah. So just the waiting in line thing yeah. and the, and trying to bring a, a sense of peace as well yes. by our patience mm. in lines and in yeah. waitings <laughs> in public. So yeah, That'd be a good one. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we're going to pray for patience. <laughs> oh, Sorry, <no>. everyone. <laughs> Brace yourselves, world. We're praying for patience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Heavenly Father. And we do need it. And I do pray for it, Lord, because that F day was such an awful day when I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, we truly do ask you to pour into us that fruit of patience, the slowing down, the listening to someone else out of love, mm-hmm. the um, receiving what is and not trying to kick open doors out of our own anger and selfishness. Holy God, thank you that we can ask you for it, that we don't have to try to manufacture it. Mm. So I ask in Jesus' name that all of us would receive the gift of the fruit of patience this week and be amazed at what you're going to do because we've shown love through patience. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this episode. We hope that if God gives you the opportunities to practice patience this week, that you smile and remember this podcast and nail it. (laughs) I suspect God's going to give me a few lessons in patience as well. It's how we remember the lessons. We always love to hear from you. So write us at sweetsela.org slash podcast or donate at sweetsela.org slash donate. If you want to join the growing number of women coming to our retreat in September, make sure you go to our website, sweetsela.org, and look for Refuge Retreat 2023. We have women coming from 19 different states so far. The best spots for sleeping are filling fast. We would love to meet you there. Check out the video on the retreat page and then consider registering. It's only $55 to register, and housing and food can be as little as $145 for the weekends. This is an affordable three-day retreat with a nationally known speakers and beautiful places to sit and admire New Hampshire's lake and mountain region in the early fall. Oh, we would so love to meet you there. And come back next week for episode 102, Kindling Kindness in Ourselves and Others. 
Kindness is a dying virtue, it seems, these days. Let's rekindle our desire to be kind in our own lives and in the lives of those we love. Have a great week. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.